Does someone else want to do the lead in today? I'll do I it again. I literally never want to. I know I can, you'll never want I to. I can if I'm required, but Corey, I will never. Corey, who's want going to. first? It's I'm Ricky Goldenberg. Is it you and then me? I'm happy to you go can, last. You can go second. Totally fine. I have no ego in the introduction. Yeah, I don't care either. So I'll go second. It's also, cool. also alphabetical order per last name. Makes a lot of sense to do that order. Cool. Damn. No one's no one's gonna be confused. <laughs> I didn't think that it would take us the longest thing it would take us to nail in these podcast episodes would be saying our names. I just want to let you know that if it makes you feel any better every single time I say my name, I have to think about it afterwards and like and ask myself, did I say my name correctly? <laughs> Welcome to No Clear Answers, where we explore the common challenges all humans, creators, and leaders face and break down preconceived notions of common self-help ideas. We are your hosts. I am Ricky Goldenberg. <laughs> Come on, you two. <laughs> Corey's face. Corey. For anyone no. who's only listening, no. these two cannot figure out who the so fuck talks good. next. That's so and I just watched them both lean in oh, and a game of chicken. I need a paper to not see Corey. It's because Corey started laughing. Here, no, wait, let's do it again. Each other. No, do it again, Ricky. Do it again. Here's I'm do gonna hold again? this book up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just do it. She's Ricky Goldenberg. <laughs> <laughs> no, whole run in. I want the whole run in again. Watch, we're gonna nail it this time. I'm not gonna look at Corey. Watch, this is gonna be. Don't it. look at Corey. Yeah, this is gonna be it. All right, you got it. Yeah. Welcome to No Clear Answers, where we explore the common challenges all humans, creators, and leaders face and break down preconceived notions of common self-help ideas. We are your hosts. The two of you need to get your shit together. We are the hosts, and this is No Clear Answers, and y'all are mess. Who the fuck Ricky. are you? Who? <laughs> I am Ricky Goldenberg. Who the fuck are you? I am Justin Mulvaney. I'm Corey Wilkes. Nailed it. Oh, that was man. the second take. If we don't include the first take, for everybody listening, this is the second take. We tried to it's, just introduce ourselves. It's not better. It's worse. <laughs> it's it's no not better. It's worse. Put me on a soapbox. I can talk for a while. Uh, have us have to say our names, and apparently we lose our shit. Yeah. All right. So today... <laughs> Cut the shit. Um, yes, today, this is the third of our unexpected triplets. I thought we were having twins, but this is the third of the triplets. Values part one, values part two, and the third sibling, purpose. So we are here today to talk about purpose. What is purpose? Why does it matter? How can we identify it, use it to be better? Purpose-based decision-making moving through life. And are there any pitfalls of being overly purpose-driven? Okay. I think we need to define what we mean by purpose in this situation because these these words can get – there's like a lot of around them. And like I need to understand when we talk about purpose, what do we all mean? What do you mean, Ricky, when you talk about purpose? 
I think that purpose for me often is a combination of like clarity around your values, a little bit of direction, and um, also honestly like a sense of achievement and fulfillment and, and delivery. So the way that I think about it is that if I know my quote unquote purpose, which makes me want to do little bunny ears on it because it's like purpose. But I, but I think that if I if I have a feeling that I know what my purpose is and the reason why I'm here, I guess, um, it helps me move forward in life with intention. I think I generally hang out more in the space of values or direction or mission rather than purpose, just because I think purpose for me at least can get a little bit convoluted in the idea that I need to make like the most of my life at all times. There's this idea that like every single, for me, this is my own thing, which is why I want to talk about what we all mean by purpose. But sometimes when I talk about the word purpose on its on its face, I think it also has these connotations that it's like, if you aren't living your purpose, what are you even doing? Your purpose should be your passion. Your passion should be your purpose. It's very, it's almost aggressive assertive that if you aren't doing it, you are failing and you need to find your purpose in life to be successful. And so I think I tend towards not using it in that way because purpose to me should be a little bit more loosely held. Otherwise, I think it can be incredibly rigid. And you spend a lot of time like looking for your purpose as if you're looking for a soulmate. And it's like, I, in my in the way that I think about it is purpose is something that's kind of presented to you over time and learning and with some directional effort versus like you select your purpose and then you go and do it. I think most of us, it presents itself to us over time and shifts over time. Whereas some individuals, you might just be able to be like, I want to be a vet. I'm going to be a vet. And it's like what I've always wanted to be. And then I'm going to be a vet. It's my purpose in life is to be a vet, something like that. I don't know if I answered the question, but that's the way to, I think about purpose. I don't think I'm the biggest fan of it, but maybe that's just because I think the usage of it can be pretty tricky. Yeah. I think the key word that stands out to me, similar to our values conversation is intentionality there, Ricky. For me, purpose is really about intentionality. And like, I, I think we, you can create like a really expansive definition of purpose or a really simple definition of purpose. Like at its simplest, I would say purpose is like, what are you about? Or what are you here for? Though even what are you here for? I don't like, cause it has this flavor of ordained. It's like, what do you want to be here for? What do you want to be about? Right. And so I don't think of purpose as this like grand ordained thing, but it's an intention. It's an intention for, hey, here's how I want to move through the world, what I want to be doing when I move through the world, and what I want to be moving toward in all of that being and doing as I go through the world. And it's actually a really simple thing because once you know that, you can just ask, am I there right now? I got that from... Jim Dethmer at CLG, he said he really radically changed my view on purpose. I used to be anti-purpose. I'm more pro-purpose now. But the thing he said is the point of knowing your purpose is that you can ask in any given moment, am I on purpose right now? Am I on my intention right now? And I find that for me around purpose, it's really useful. And the definition is very simply, 
my purpose is what I want to be doing here. And am I doing that? Another way I kind of think about purpose is almost like function. So like, what is the purpose of this, this thermos, right? Well, the purpose of it, the function of it is to store water or to keep it cold or whatever, right? <clears throat> I think that can help it help make the term more concrete because yes, because otherwise you can be like, well, you know, what do you feel you're, you're meant to do? Why do you feel you're meant to be here? And that gets quickly into like spirituality and religion and, and, and other things that it can be difficult to have those conversations because so many people are on different pages when it comes to their own beliefs about that. And that's its own fucking, you know, can of worms to, to try to unravel, but in more concrete terms, not to say that that isn't a very important conversation for people to have. If, if that is, you know, your flavor of looking at the world. But one of the things that I, I talk a lot about and part of like my, my mission, which is similar to a purpose, but is I, I talk a lot about helping creators reach their potential and to do meaningful purpose-driven work that fulfills them. That sounds woo-woo as fuck, right? And I fully recognize that. <clears throat> but if, if I break down those terms, meaningful, purpose-driven, fulfilling, what do, what do they mean? To me, something that is meaningful is it's important to you. If it is purpose-driven, it is important to the world. It benefits others. And if it's fulfilling, then it's intrinsically rewarding. You do it for free. Okay. So from those definitions, purpose is about helping others, is about the, the, the value that you bring to the world that is like, this is my purpose. I am here to help others in this capacity. So Rick, you talked about, you know, veterinarian shit. My purpose is to help animals and, and their caregivers, for example, like I, the function I serve, which makes you sound like a fucking machine part, but the function <laughs> I serve, my purpose, the thing that, that makes the world make sense to me, like I have a place within the world is that I serve the function to take care of these animals, to give them the best life possible, da, 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 right. To educate people about animal welfare, well, welfare, whatever the fuck, right. That's how I think about purpose in more concrete terms. What's interesting about that distinction, Corey, in the example of veterinarian is like that person's purpose in supporting animals doesn't mean that they need to be a vet. Correct. Exactly. So I think that what's interesting there is that is this delineation. I think often when I think about purpose is around like your purpose is your work and your work is your purpose. And, and I think that that can be where it gets very complex. And so what you just described helped me helped me quite a bit yeah, in, a, in a distinction that I liked. That's actually fascinating to me, Ricky, because usually when I deploy purpose, like a purpose definition exercise with leaders and one component of that, Corey, I agree, which I think one of the pseudo universal building blocks of purpose, which as opposed to values or vision or et cetera, is it in usually in my experience involves what's the impact you want to have on the world outside of you. There's like, hey, there's a direction that I want to be moving the world in that I want to manifest in this being, this living entity. And that seems to be universal. But when I deploy purpose with founders and leaders, actually, I, I found this interesting thing where it's actually meant to, um, one thing that happens often, especially with founders, is their identity gets very tightly fused with their company. Mm -hmm. They get really tightly fused. And 
when they over-identify, go back to what we talked about in values part two, there's a bunch of blind spots. They get really reactive around it. There's a whole host of negative side effects to being over-identified with the company's success and failures. And I actually deploy defining purpose for them to give them an anchor that's bigger than just their company that I find promotes resilience beyond the ups and downs of what the company has. And so there is almost like when we use the term spiritual for me, that often means just like identifying with something much bigger, right? Than just the the day-to-day things in front of you. And I deploy purpose with leaders to actually help them not be so identified with the weeds of their day-to-day and be more connected to the bigger impact they're trying to have. Similar to what you said with the veterinarian, if my purpose in this phase of life, which by the way, caveat, the thing I want to have is purpose can change. That's a hard, that, that was a big thing that changed my mind on purpose. A lot of times we talk about purpose as if it's your life's purpose, the purpose you identify is the one forever. Bullshit. Mm-hmm. I think it gets to change a lot. Is yeah, if I'm a founder and my mission is to, let's just go with like, or a scientist and my mission is to cure cancer. If I'm really just oriented on this current project, I need this thing I'm working on to work. I need it to be the thing that cures cancer. But if I'm oriented towards a much broader purpose, I have some resilience because it's like, well, it doesn't need to be this project. My my purpose isn't to make this project work. This project can fail and I can still be on the tracks of this broader purpose that I have. I think that's one of the really important purpose when deployed well actually promotes resilience. How do you all think purpose relates to values? Because they seem intertwined. I think what the, to continue on my purpose conversion, right? Anti-purpose to purpose. One of the first things that started to shift me over was, hey, this isn't, the, the, the point of purpose isn't to achieve your purpose. It's actually an act in being present which is, am I currently on purpose? Am I currently moving through the world in the way that I want to move through the world toward the world that I want us to be moving toward? The second big shift was around this, hey, purpose can be fluid. It gets to change. It doesn't have to be the same throughout your whole life. And then the third big shift was creating a more expansive definition of purpose. And so There's a specific exercise I'll share a little bit later, but I think values can be a part of purpose. Part of your purpose can be living according to these values to drive this end. I actually think in the most expansive definition of purpose, it kind of gets to scoop up all of these things. Ricky, what are your thoughts? Yeah, what's chewing over there? I think it's still I think they're still getting a little convoluted for me to be fully fully transparent here. Like I think that they I feel like I'm playing a game of square rectangle, you know? A rectangle can be square, but a square can't be a rectangle. Like where does this where does this end here? I think um the question you asked, Corey, was like how how do we think about values and purpose because they seem intertwined in this discussion, right? And I think, and maybe this is also because I'm still 
questioning how I feel about purpose. And the two of you, I think, did a really beautiful way of talking about purpose is, is much more expansive, right? It's much more around it's a function of what I want to accomplish. It can agree, it, it can increase resiliency. It's not about this moment in time. It changes over time. I don't fucking know. I don't know if I have an answer to this to that question because for me, at least right now, as we're discussing them, they feel really intertwined. Like if my value is curiosity, let's say. That's one of my leading values is to be curious. And my purpose in life, therefore, is to cultivate that curiosity, to act on that curiosity, to bring more curiosity to the folks around me that's inquisitive, that's checking things out, then we're we're one of the same. And so I think that's probably why for me, they feel intertwined with the way we're speaking about purpose right now. It's a like purpose can ultimately be a function of my values. Like, am I living in my values? Am I living in my purpose? These things seem one to one. I think about purpose as more in terms of like how am I acting in society with how the two of you described it, which is a shift to my thinking, but like how am I acting to society, which really purpose for me oftentimes is more about like, how am I existing? Like, what's my job? What am I doing? When I'm on my deathbed, how will I feel about it? Um, this is a roundabout way to again, say, I don't know. I don't have an opinion yet. I did not prepare for this conversation. <laughs> well, let me see if this. Tell me, Corey, what do you think? Gives you any, any considerations. So <clears throat> one way I kind of think about it is your value or values, however you want to define them, is more of like your internal operating system, right? Like this is like a core fundamental piece of <clears throat> what matters to me internally. Sure. So values are internal. Mm. Purpose is more of an externalization of those internal values, mm. right? So for example, and, and so it's more of like your purpose is a way for you to showcase, exhibit your values. So for example, with me, my core value is freedom <clears throat> and, and sort of a way for me to showcase that or, or, or the externalization of that is what I do with a lot of my content, right? A lot of my content is geared toward empowering other people, giving them the tools, the mental models, the whatever, to then go out and sort of live life on their terms. Like for for them to create a, a basically a life aligned with their own version of freedom, right? Whatever that means. So like one week, my newsletter may talk about here's how to create a newsletter welcome sequence, right? So that allows you to create a, a more sustainable business, which then supports your lifestyle, right? Because if more people subscribe and then they stay subscribed, they build resonance with you, affinity, whatever, they stay in your audience longer, then maybe downstream of that they buy. You can make money from your fucking business. You can do work that matters to you and help others in whatever your business is, right? But then other times <clears throat> I may write about overcoming limiting beliefs, right? Because fear, so, so things like intelligence, lack of money, lack of resources, those aren't the things that hold most entrepreneurs and creators back. The most common things that hold people back are their own just self-limiting beliefs. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if I create content around here are the most common limiting beliefs, here are some strategies I use with my one-on-one -on -one clients that may help you as well. Because if you can overcome those, those limiting beliefs, you can then move forward with your own business, your own life, your own whatever. Right. So my core value is freedom. And I exhibit that by trying to facilitate the freedom of others 
and through that, my one of my purposes right now is creating content, the newsletter, the you know the articles, shit like that, to facilitate that. So the internal versus the external is how I see values versus purpose. Okay. When I think about purpose and like why purpose matters, and this like values versus purpose, I notice Ricky like when I. One thing where I can really get myself like twisted mm-hmm. up around these things is if I think of them as like mathematical categories that need to be mutually exclusive. This is what Square purpose rectangle. is versus yeah. I don't think that's actually particularly useful for this. Like I, I find top down defining around these terms is much less useful than actually just playing with them and their use. And so when I did you wanna yeah, cool. So when when I think about why purpose matters over here, for me, let's hop back to our like our motivation episode. We talked about motivation, I think, around like energy management. And for me, the two most important pieces to my energy management infrastructure, and I like to use a model from a book called The Power of Full Engagement, where they have a pyramid. And at the bottom of the pyramid is physical energy. The next layer up is emotional energy. Then there's mental energy. At the top, they call it spiritual energy, but it's really around this purpose. For me, I noticed the two most important pieces of that triangle are the foundation, physical energy. Am I well-rested, moving my body sufficiently, eating healthy? And at the top is actually the spiritual energy and the purpose-driven energy, which is do I know even where I want to be pointing my energy and how I want to be pointing my energy? And so it's not so important to me purpose versus values or whatever. It's cool if physical energy and all that other stuff is the engine that can move the train forward. Well, I need the the spiritual purpose-driven energy to really be clear in a self-authored way of where do I even want the train to be going? What's cooking, Ricky? (laughs) You both are just watching me think. Well, for listeners, Ricky just said they're kind of like nodding clearly deep in thought. <laughs> Staring so I, off into the, so I the think ether. The thing I, okay, so the thing I'm thinking about actually is the idea around what place should purpose have in our lives and our work, all right? And I'm, I'm going to expound. I'm going to expand upon this, which is like when I think about internally ourselves. So the three of us, for example, we all work for ourselves. So our purpose is most likely going to be a little bit more intertwined with our values, right? There's a reason why we work for ourselves. It's the reason why we built our businesses. And so I think maybe that's, for me at least, gets a little bit messier, right? Because my purpose is my values, my values is my purpose, is all these things. But sometimes when I think about purpose, I think about it more in terms of within the workplace, right? If we think about a successful team, like a really successful team, there's some beliefs that there's like three main theories that are going to support a successful team and their ability to do your work autonomously. There's being like aligned and with the mission and having purpose-oriented focus there. And the third one is like continuous feedback. You know, there's a, oh, I'm going to butcher this story. There's a story, you guys will fix this for me, hopefully, which is there's a story that the person comes and he sees a person who's like laying bricks and they're like, oh, I'm laying, I you know, I'm building this wall. The next person's like, I'm building this church. The next person's like, I'm building like a house of God connecting people to God, right? It's like the bricklayer who's 
on the end here is going to be happier at work because they have an alignment with what we're trying to do. There's a quicker jump from, oh, I'm just doing this thing. I don't really understand why into like, I understand why I'm doing this. It's connected to a bigger mission that's outside of me. And so I think for me, there's actually a little distinction that has to, has to exist there, which is it's okay if they're different. It's okay if they're aligned, but recognizing being connected with the purpose of the work that we're participating within is also part of this conversation for me. And I think that's where I'm getting tripped up a little bit in this discussion. Because when I talk about purpose for self and how I want to show up, you know, thinking about my internal processors, like my values versus my external processors, like my purpose and how that plays out within a workplace, when you're working in a corporate structure, uh, you do have to do a better job. Or if you're leading a team, we have to figure out how to art- articulate an enticing vision that people can then align and hitch their wagon to that purpose. The Honestly, the first thing that I think of when I hear this is I actually think the mistake that people make around this purpose yeah. thing, when you talk about it in a workplace, is I think this whole workplace phenomenon of everybody needs to be deeply aligned to the, the deeper purpose of the org can be very dysfunctional and destructive. Because a lot of people bullshit themselves about it, mm-hmm. right? And so for me, I actually prefer to divorce them because I, I think I think it's actually very rare, unless you're at the very top, that people's honest personal purpose aligns with the companies that they're working at. Mm-hmm. I think work can serve a purpose and it can be a driving factor toward purpose. I think it's an important skill of a leader to understand people's purpose and interweave their work with that purpose. But I think it is something else entirely to have those things be like merged. And I think it's actually more important is to be really honest. Hey, what do I feel like my purpose is? And just let yourself be honest with whether or not work aligns with that and your activities align with that. Then trying to fit yourself into the, the whole, the, whatever shape the peg is or the hole is for your work's purpose. I think I agree. I think that some people, especially like with like startups, for example, and Justin, clearly, you know, you have more experience with this than I do, but sometimes people join startups as employees or just, you know, early members because they believe in the mission. They believe in the impact that the startup can have on the world. Right. So, they believe that the company is purpose-driven. They're trying to, you know, help whatever thing in the world, make the world a better place in some facet. So in that regard, what the company is doing, the mission of the company may align with the impact the individual wants to be a part of, right? So like maybe I'm really passionate, which passion is a whole separate thing, but like maybe I'm really passionate about this topic or this area or this population, here's a startup that is trying to innovate care for this population that I really care about. Right. So I'm, I want to get on board with that because I can have a larger impact, right? I can have a a bigger impact on the world by working with this company. So even if my role within the company is reasonably small, as long as I kind of like what Ricky was saying, as long as I can connect the work I do on a day-to-day basis to the larger mission, 
it may not be like purpose driven for like, you know, necessarily like fulfilling type shit, but I, I know that what I do has a purpose. I serve a function. The work I do matters. And I think in a, in a work context, because I, I agree, Justin, like I, I'm not a big fan of your work identity becoming your whole identity because I am not pro being an employee for myself because I was and I, I burnt the fuck out really hard. But I know a lot of other people really enjoy their jobs. But just this idea of like, does what I do matter on a day-to-day basis? Does the work I do matter? Do I have a purpose? Because if you, if you, a lot of people who get burnt the fuck out or just, or hate their job or whatever, it's just like, does what you do matter? No, what I do doesn't matter. It doesn't directly help anybody. I never actually see any return or, or any proof that the shit I do for 40 hours or 46 hours a week has any fucking impact at all. So I think in a work context, that is where purpose kind of comes into play of does what I do. Do I feel like what I do matters? Which for me is really another way of saying, is it important to me? Is it important to me? Can I actually take us through the purpose exercise yes, that fully please. converted me? This is this is the one that take me a con took me made me a convert. And it's very different than every way I had heard it before, and it's super operational. So if you're listening, you can you can literally do this exercise right now. I will literally walk you through it. Uh, I learned it from Conscious Leadership Group. They took it from someone else. I'll put in whatever like platform and comments of where it's actually original source is cuz I care about attribution but so first one this is it's a dead simple exercise um first before you do this give yourself a little bit of time to get present don't do it in the whirlwind of your day one thing with purpose is we want it to be as like self-authored as possible and not be from the way you think you should be other people think you should be so take a minute or two get settled settle in take some breaths three very simple prompts First prompt, list out 15 attributes of you as a person. So 15 character traits, qualities that you would use to describe yourself. They can be more positive character traits. They can be more negative character traits, but just rip out the first 15 that come to mind. Don't think too hard. Just blurt them. Just let them come to you. And then when you have those 15 attributes, go back through read them through and check in with your body and any that your body lights up with like, I love that about me. Circle the attribute. You want about five here. So we're looking for around five of them. So now you have a list of, hey, here are five of the favorite qualities of me as a person. Cool. Next, your job, blurt out, list out. Don't move on till you have the five characteristics. Blurt out, list out 15 activities that you love to do, which are realizations of those five characteristics of yourself that you described. 15 of those, so 15 ways that you live. So if it's, let's say one of your favorite things about you is you're generous, that could be I go to the soup kitchen on Saturdays and I donate my time there or something like that. And then circle those five attributes or five activities. So now you have a list of five attributes of yourself, five activities that you love to do that align with them. And then lastly, you just finish this sentence. 
For me, an ideal world is one in which. And finish the sentence. And then you sandwich them all together in this framework, which is my life's purpose is to use my, insert your five attributes, by, insert your five activities, to create a world in which, insert your statement for an ideal world. And the reason why I fucking love this definition is because there's these three layers of alignment, which is cool. So if I'm on purpose, ideally I have this full stack, which is I am being who I want to be in the world, which I think for me, I I can pull mine up, but it's something like playful, insightful, intuitive, you know, uh, those are three of them. So am I being those things? Am I doing the things that are on purpose for me, which is me as things like coaching, facilitating, leading, learning, something else, to create the world I want to create, which for me is people are coming into their fullest aliveness, including myself. And so I have a really incredible framework now of a working definition of at any moment I can go, am I being what I want to be? Am I doing what I want to do? And am I aligned with the world that I want to create? And you can use that anytime. You can use that when you're at the playground with your kids, when you're leading, when you're hanging out with friends. Like it's such a robust definition of that simply answers the question, how do I want to be as I move through time and space? I really like that. Yes. Can you repeat the end sentence, like the filmed blank again? Yeah. Yeah. So it would be my life's purpose is to use my, insert your five attributes, by insert your five activities to create a world in which insert what you said an ideal world is. And the, sorry, the last instruction that I do, it's so useful when I coach people live through this, cause I, we get to dance with it a lot is when you put it all together, you should, I'm getting chills thinking about it now. It should feel a little bit magical to you. Like most people, when they have it, there's like an aha, like chills kind of moment. That's like, Yes, this is exactly what I want from life. And if it doesn't feel exquisite, go back through and massage. Normally what we can do is, oh, it's actually not exactly that trait. It's more of this trait. Or actually, it's not exactly that activity. It's more of this general activity. Or it's not exactly that world. It's more of this. And so when you put the pieces together, massage it so it feels fucking amazing to you. And almost always with people, we can dial it into a point where it's like, oh my God, that's it. That's exactly it. That is how I want to be moving through the world, what I want to be doing, the world I want to be contributing to creating. It's a super useful framework. Ricky, I like using you as our inherent uh, skeptic this episode because you're still chewing on things. What are you... What's the, what's the, apparently I'm a dog with a bone in this one. I'm like, cause we're getting this information and even what you just described, I'm listening to it. I'm like, I'm game. I'm game. I think it's, I'm so down to do this exercise, which I will do myself today, later today. Um, and can't wait to try it. And at the same time, when I think about sort of where you land with that, Again, I think this actually relates really well to what we were talking about in terms of values versus purpose. I think it's my own personal convolution of 
what purpose is and how it should be applied. What you just described to me where you would land is sort of this directional feeling. And it's similar, actually, Corey, I feel like the veterinarian that, that you extolled upon, like that could, they would have the right story, right? That it's, I, whatever, I'm not going to try to do this myself at this, at this moment, but I can still hear it. I think there's something around it that I still get a little stuck on, which is, I think in order in order to inherently adopt, leverage, and utilize our purpose, we also require a fair bit of agency. And I think that that's something that I that is really resonating for me because I feel like maybe it's because I was coming from the place of I need to align with. I don't need to align with my work, but I need to understand how the work that I'm doing is connecting to my everyday so that I'm not just like losing my shit. Granted, let's be real, self-worth does not equal work in my life. Please know. That being said, maybe because I've been hanging out over there, coming to this side, I'm game. I just think it. you have to recognize that living in and acting in within your purpose in any given moment may require space for agency. Yeah. I don't think may. I think straight up does, right? So, as so what you're talk- if you don't have agency? I guess that's my question. It's like, how do this, this, this is my push, right? Okay. That's my purpose. I have it outlined. It's great. And I am unable to do that in this current state because mm-hmm. I don't have agency. I don't have the finances. I don't have the privilege, right? It's like, let's do it, Corey. Apparently, I am I am just being our grumps today. I like it, y'all. Tell me. <laughs> So as you're talking about that, I, I kind of realize my core value is freedom. So a lack of agency is a fucking nightmare for me, right? Yeah. Which is why I personally left the career world. Right. Right. Because despite being at, you know, top of my field with what I was doing, I had very little agency relative to what I expected to have. So I felt trapped day in Mm -hmm. and day out. I would try to find like a modicum of agency. I would try to carve out as much freedom as I could within my day. Right. So like with therapy, that meant largely I controlled how my sessions went and, but I couldn't really control how I had to do documentation. I, couldn't really control mandatory meetings. I could control not volunteering for a goddamn thing, which I never fucking did. I don't want to be on some fucking board or some whatever the fuck, right? And I think that that also is why I don't coach or target any of my stuff toward people with regular jobs. There's nothing wrong with that, and that is the majority of people. Right. Like there's nothing elitist in what I'm trying to say because I've been there. But that is why what I do isn't targeted toward that demographic because of that lack of agency and because of how much I optimize around meaningful, purpose driven, fulfilling work. Because I recognize that doing that within a traditional nine to five job situation is incredibly difficult. Now, you can look for other jobs that have a mission that are more aligned with the work you want to do, right? That could be startups. That could be some other company that could potentially be a nonprofit. You're not going to make a lot of money with that, but maybe, you know, a high salary isn't your goal. Totally cool. 
right? I know people who work for like women's shelters, like domestic violence shelters and things, and they get paid fucking nothing, like 30, 35K max, not enough to really live on your own, let alone have any kind of dependence, unless you're in like a super small town. But they absolutely love the work that they do, and they don't want a different job, right? That's great. But if, if here, here's, here's, here's my thing. If you fucking hate your job and you feel burnout, most likely if you, you know, do the exercise just went through or just think about like, what the fuck do I want to, what would I do if I didn't have to worry about money? What would I do for free? Who would I want to work with for free? That even if you can't do that perfectly, that gets you on track toward the work you can do. That is that you do have agency to do, right? So if I really, if ideally I would do this work over here, well, I can't just, I can't do that, Corey. I have a fucking family and I have, you know, fucking diabetes that I can't lose health insurance for. Okay, totally cool. Totally cool, right? What jobs have pieces of that, of that meaningful purpose and work that fulfills you? What jobs can you look at that have pieces of that, right? Because the first step, is to not fucking hate your job. If you're just like, eh, it's a job, that's a step up. The next step beyond that is, how can I find a job that has pieces of what will give me energy, right? Because that allows you, if you're doing the normal nine to five thing, to slowly just pepper in, sprinkle in pieces of purpose. But you're right, Rick, like that's, that's the fucking issue is there's so so many of us have so little agency in a traditional job now yes you can move up you can move to different jobs but as an employee unless you work for like a fucking dream company your like agency is what you give up for security <laughs> you give up agency for that steady paycheck like that's just part of it a lot of times unless you can find you know a more inventive career path. But this is more the work you do, Ricky, right? I Yeah, I, maybe that's why I'm so caught up in this, which is that a lot of the folks that I work with are either making transitions to new roles, new industries, new organizations, or they're actually realigning and kind of falling back in love with where they work currently. And so sometimes that purpose work and or values driven work, sort of having that internal effort and then recognizing, like I think about job crafting a lot, you know, there's a lot of work that we can do around sort of what you just described, Corey, which is like spending time and talking about what do I like to work on? How do I like to do that? How can I get more of that in the work that I'm doing? Is that possible here? Do I need to go somewhere else? Yada, 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 yada. Um, and I also, I think a lot of the work that I do actually is around creating space in addition to work. America, the second question you ask me after my name is, what do I do for work? It's bullshit. Fucking pisses me off. And it, it is a self-fulfilling prophecy oftentimes that within the States, especially that you ultimately like these things are so intertwined. Self-worth is work. work is, my identity is my work. My work is my identity. These things are super intertwined. And so a lot of the work that I end up doing with individuals oftentimes is getting clearer on their purpose and their values and how that can or cannot show up at work and what agency they have to actually make those changes, but also what else is available to us? Because right now in like capitalism patriarchy, I can't even fucking have hobbies. 
Like I'm literally told that I should have a hobby in order to make more money. And so by taking more time and talking about, well, what's important to me and how does that show up, whether it's in my work, with my family, with the things that I do outside of work, and letting all these things be part of your life. So I think a lot of the work that I end up doing is much more integrated. Like it's more integrated in terms of how does my purpose play out at work? How does my purpose play out at home? How does my purpose play out with my family? I, and that's the way that I think about it. Yeah, I'm with you. I think I actually think the point of the purpose exercise is mm-hmm. is what you're saying, which in what you mm-hmm. were pointing to before, which is to say, cool, I've taken a definition of what fucking lights me up, what makes me feel alive in the world. And step one is I just get to audit in what context am I on that purpose and am I in purpose? And in what context am I not? And step one is literally just awareness. Just take the audit. And now the next question is one of agency, right? Which is cool. Okay, so in these areas where I'm, for me, it's primarily not on purpose. What is the agency that I have? And being really honest about that. And for me, I've, the reason why I love the definition or the exercise I specifically um added is because well there's a very simple layer like if i if i find i'm all the way off purpose not being who i want to be i'm not doing what i want to do and i'm not aligned to the world that i want to create the first thing that i can actually do which is sort of values driven is just well cool can i be who i want to be in this space some of my favorite attributes of myself are i'm playful i'm warm i'm insightful i'm genuine i'm blah 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 and it's like cool well do i have the agency to actually start to shift into those modes of being in this space almost always the answer is going to be yes. And we can kind of slowly start to work down the hierarchy. And yeah, another thought that I had while you were speaking, Ricky, is yeah, a lot of people have found, no, I don't have the agency that I want to go fully onto purpose. And they've actually made their purpose creating more agency for themselves and people around them. And what a fucking beautiful thing. So I think too, this, this purpose gets to adapt around that and yeah like if we want to be really like specific around the the purpose that we want and the way we want to show up in the world there's a degree of privilege that comes into just being able to like get that very quickly and make that thing happen as opposed to relating it to a complex journey that is what's the intention i want to move through the world where am i living that intention where am i not how can I create some more agency around that? And if not, what do I want to do? Does my purpose get to shift? Yeah, and I, I think that I I think that's really important to highlight is the the privilege around being able to do some of this this work. It applies more to those who are like in the knowledge worker space. Sure. In many yeah. ways, right? And so I think that's important to note too here. Yeah. What I found is doing this exercise too is oftentimes for the folks I work with, if we really hone in on purpose, it, the, it it tends to, if we get to the heart of things, it tends to not be, like I, I think of, when I think of like privilege, I think of like money and access and things like that. And I can think of a time where I was working with a client where like, yeah, traveling the world was like a, a thing that he wanted to do that came up. But when he really dialed into it, the heart of it was exploring which actually mm-hmm. didn't require he even left leave his city. 
And so I, this is a point Corey made in values, which I think too, you can kind of for each of these things and purpose, dig into the five whys and be like, really, what's the heart of what I'm looking for here? And then go, cool, well, how can I start to create that in the mm -hmm. context that I live in? Can I shift us? Can I shift us? Absolutely. Do you, how do y'all feel on purpose right now? Do you feel like I can shift us? Sure. I want to shift us to pitfalls because I don't want to make us do a second episode on fucking purpose. Yeah. Can we talk about pitfalls of purpose? Yeah. I don't I, got an opinion. I have, I think you're pointing. I think you've been pointing at one. Yep. <laughs> I think we've already covered it, right? Like when you're talking about a, when you deeply desire a sense of purpose specifically from your job, yet you have a lack of agency to pursue that purpose at your job, that is when it becomes highly problematic, right? So unless you can either accept the fact that your job has no responsibility to provide you a sense of purpose. So then you, you find purpose in being a parent, being a volunteer, doing shit outside of work, getting your purpose there. And mm -hmm. then just kind of compartmentalizing where my job is to bring in money to support the other purpose driven work that I do. That is, is one way. Mm -hmm. If you have, if you work at a place where you can get on or, or create committees to then do more purpose-driven work within the organization. That could be a potential thing. You're adding respons unpaid responsibilities to yourself, but if that, if that is a quality of life improvement for you at your workplace, then it may be worth it, right? Or you can find a different fucking job or move to a different position within your job that has more agency or does more purpose-driven work. Beyond those things, or, or just fucking leave, right? Like beyond those things, I personally can't see other ways of adapting to a lack of purpose in your job. Okay. Which again, for me, and, and don't get me wrong, like I, there, there was plenty of privilege I had at the time, although it didn't particularly feel like it because I was broke as fuck when I got fired and then decided not to go back to another therapy job. But I, you know, I know people with like type one diabetes, like they straight up, you have to have insurance to be able to afford your shit. I don't have that. I could, I could go six months without health insurance and just hoped I didn't fuck anything up. Right? I, that's, that, that's a modicum of privilege, right? Mm -hmm. I recognize other, you know, many people aren't in a position to where they can just white knuckle it for four to six months <laughs> trying to figure shit out. Right. But beyond that, like that is, that is my own sort of bias is I just fucking left because <laughs> sort of like the quote unquote dark side of my value, my core value freedom. If I feel trapped, I just fucking leave. Like I am not the kind of person <laughs> to try to fix a broken organization. I mm -hmm. just jump ship. Like, I'm just like, I'm not trying to spend my life fixing your shit. I'm just going to fucking deuce, right? Like, Same friend. <laughs> and that is, a, that's a, that's opposite, a character flaw. Opposite. That's I'm going really? to try fault, and man. fucking Me fix this place and I'm going <laughs> to annihilate myself doing it and then leave when I inevitably collapse into powder of dust. Oh my God, I love it. <laughs> yeah. No, that's like, I, I will, I will jump ship so fucking quick because I'm just like, nah, I'm out, right? No. But that is my own my own character flaw, and I recognize that. Okay, if you are not that type of person, then there, you're you're going to have to compromise with your job of 
do I, do I just put this in a box? Do I try to be on a committee? Do I try to find a different job or move up? Like, what can I do? Because again, like your job doesn't have to give you purpose. It's great. If it does, it will make your life way better. But plenty of people I know have very fulfilling lives and they work at, they're fucking like pressing metal on a conveyor belt or some shit for, for eight, 10 hours a day. Right. Mm -hmm. But when you talk to them, like, Oh, I'm, I'm super fucking happy because this job allows me to provide for my family. We got three kids. They're, they're great. They're thriving. I volunteer at the local boys and girls club. I do all this other shit. Like there are plenty of other things you can do outside of your job to pursue purpose. But the pitfall is if you're expecting all of your purpose to come from your job and it isn't giving that to you. Yeah. I think I love that. I love all of that. And I'm also going to add in two more that are actually translations of what Justin was sharing, which I think are important pitfalls, which is like going to the opposite, which is one, um, thinking that your purpose is rigid, right? Like we talked about, well, I don't know why we did, but whatever. It can't be too rigid. It's going to change over time. That's okay too. I think that's important. Like it, we don't necessarily have to hold it so tightly. And I think that that can be dangerous as well. And then the other one that I think about a lot is also, I'm, and it's actually returning to what I said at the beginning of this conversation is this idea that like purpose is something that I like select and then it like is towards me. Whereas the way I actually think purpose is better leverage is when it sort of presents itself to me. And the exercise, Justin, that you were sharing about how to sort of understand and align with your purpose is based on my own internal knowledge and awareness of self. So that's the other thing that I think can be a pitfall is if I pick a purpose that says, I want to be this because I think I should, or I think I want to be this. I think that's a really dangerous pitfall. It can also re result in Corey, like being like this, I'm going to go and get like a master's degree in this thing because like, I think that's the thing I should do. Whereas what I'm hearing in the exercise that Justin shared with us, which helps you avoid that pitfall is letting the purpose come from our own awareness and then tweak right? Like Corey was talking about, like we can, we can activate our purpose in different ways. It doesn't have to be work. It can be these other things. And so I think there's something really interesting about recognizing purpose should come from awareness of self with slight tweaks. We don't necessarily need to just, granted, we can just walk away when the job is shit, but ultimately understanding and recognizing that purpose should come from an internal self. Fully agreed. I think it's essential Purpose similar to values. Purpose mm -hmm. comes from values. Purpose comes from what you value, not from things outside of yourself. I also would say that if someone is like earlier in their self-awareness or earlier in their career or earlier in their self-discovery or they've been working in a way that like nothing feels aligned, that exercise that Justin shared, you may find that really fucking hard. And also it might be bringing up things that you used to be good at that you don't like fucking doing. That's the other thing that gets really tricky in this space is sometimes there's stuff that we're good at that's an activity, but that that exercise itself will help shift away from that. And it might just be exploration. It might be applying curiosity and trying new things and recognizing that I might not have enough information in order to understand if I'm aligned with this as being my overarching purpose. Yeah. Let me actually, I feel called to say something that I also think the purpose hitting as I hit my thirties suddenly it making sense was not a coincidence. So if you're listening to this and you're in your 20s or younger, don't make yourself bad if purpose isn't super clear to you. Like purpose, I think what Ricky, you're pointing to is purpose is a fit from internal awareness with the world. 
And you need a lot of awareness of kind of each for it to really hit a point where it, you know, slaps is what came up for me. Like for a good purpose, like slaps, baby. And uh, (laughs) I I think you need a certain amount of information. And I, I, it takes a while. I like that. I have, I want to provide everybody with uh, Justin Mulvaney's personal pitfalls of purpose that he makes every day the mistakes that he makes around purpose every day so you all can know about them and avoid them so here's the here's the three pitfalls of purpose that i literally are my life they these things haunt me everywhere um (laughs) so one is so we talked about purpose this this goes with any like values line thing purpose line thing um is making yourself bad for when you stray away from purpose mm. or for when you stray away from value sign living. Punishing yourself, being viciously critical to yourself. And so making it something uh, rather that's like a beautiful expression and to hit, it's something to miss that's inherently negative. Mm. It could be a really mm-hmm. big pitfall of purpose. Uh, another thing tied to that, right, is as a result, the shadow of being overly purpose-driven or overly values-driven, but especially purpose-driven, is not allowing space for total purposelessness, for total frivolity, right? To just have nothing on the calendar on a Saturday and be like, I'm just going to fuck around and find out in the best way possible. And then the last mistake is... Instead of using purpose as a presencing tool of am I on purpose right now and how could I be, making purpose a target or a goal to achieve and creating a constant sense of lack for not having done it. And that last thing can help a lot of high performers from an obsession standpoint, right? But it can also burn you the fuck out and lead to that's where somebody is so purpose-driven that the rest of the areas of their life kind of fall into disarray. And it's like, no, purpose is a way of being. It's a way that you get to express in a moment, but it's not a goal that you're inadequate until you hit. Those are ways that it's like, yeah, there's there's really a way that you can take any of this stuff, being values aligned, being purpose-driven, and make it very nefarious if you make it too rigid. Rigidity leads to pathology. You need to allow yourself to flex and sometimes be totally off purpose and let that be amazing too. Love it. Yeah, we crushed this one. Not the intro, but the rest of it. <laughs> the intro was trash. <laughs> the intro was trash. It was amazing. Trash. I think that was our best. Well, we turned it yet. around. Any parting words? Ricky, you've been <laughs> spicy today. I have been spicy today, apparently. <laughs> Yeah, I have fine feels today. No, I have no parting words. I will say thank you for being open to having to really talk this through because I feel like I this helped. This helped. I saw a lot more value in this ooh, pun in this space. I'm with it now. I love it. I think in the future when – if any of us have like – hardcore friction or resistance to the idea. Like Ricky, I found it really useful today when you just dropped in and you're like, I'm not buying it. Like, I think we should call that in even more because it actually creates some more dynamic exploration. So more of that, please. Sometimes I'm buying it. Yeah. Today you weren't. Well, but the, the purpose of the show isn't, it's to have a discussion, not yes. to give a presentation. 
No. <laughs> the, uh, the purpose. If it was show. to give a present, <laughs> if this was to give a presentation, y'all, F minus for me. I'm never prepared. Yeah, like this is us discussing topics. Sometimes we kind of prepare, but a lot of times it's just like it's us sharing our perspectives and working through things, hopefully to benefit people who listen slash watch. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, if, if you want like a fucking like presentation, like perfectly timed to, to, you know, 15 minutes or 30 minutes with slides and shit. No, I leave the lectures for college. Yay. And with that, toodles. Toodles. <laughs> toodles. <laughs>